Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties. This week I'm traveling, so our episode is airing a little earlier than usual, but thanks for tuning in, and a special thanks to our first iTunes reviewer. With that one review, we're officially on the charts. If you've been listening to this show on your mobile device, just search Bad at Parties, click on the cover photo, and select review. That's it. Thanks. Lara Hilgeman of the band Wild Powers is my guest this week. Wild Powers is playing at Bellingham at Randy's Roadhouse on Saturday, July the 30th. You can find a link to that show in their website, wildpowers.com. That is wild with one W and powers with two Ws. Not only that, but their debut album, Hugs and Kisses and Other Things, is available wherever you listen to music. Check it out after this conversation with Lara. What caused it? Oh, just um, mixing whiskey and tequila. That's a deadly combo. Yeah. You gotta pick your liquor. You pick your liquor and you stick with her. Well, when I get drunk, I just um, don't stick to anything. Mm-mm. I become. I think I had a Jello shot at one point. Mm-hmm. I I feel that I do that too because I'll just like start drinking and I'll just be like, nah, I want a beer. What do you got? I'm like, what's that? I'll take a vodka Red Bull. That looks tasty. Great. I want it. So good. I was at a camp out last weekend and it was just like sitting around the fire drinking like the whole time you know just like you never I never got crazy but I always had a drink in my hand and it was just fun and nice camp out and then like end of the night last night there it's just like a friend of ours is passing around little purple vials with these little like marijuana cigarettes in them that are just like but they've got like the grams in content and so you can know exactly what you're getting but like that doesn't matter. Like, it's just a bunch of people who don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And some people were like, yep, I'm gone. I am 100% yeah. another world. I have, like, responsibilities at this camp out. Like, we were doing, like, a funny little, like, variety show. And people were just like, nope, I'm 100% out of here. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, I, uh... I'm a really bad social stoner. Mm. But when I'm at home, it's great. That's nice. I, I've smoked like three times just because it's, and no, that's not true. I've smoked like six times, but like three times a like noticeable amount. And all of those times it's just like, um, time's backwards. I hate myself and everyone hates me and I'm ruining everything. And now I'm vomiting and now I'm sleeping. (laughs) It makes you puke. It makes me puke. Like, and I think that that's maybe the reason I think I hate weed. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either if it no. made me throw up. No. I mean, granted, I'm throwing up from a drink, so. Yeah. But that's like more like of a. I feel like throwing up when you're drunk is a familiar sick feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It and feels you always like, feel better. Yeah, it feels like you overate and you instantly feel good. You throw yeah. up when you're high, Ugh. you're confused. It feels confusing. <laughs> it fe- it, your mouth feels strange. Your body doesn't know what yeah. to do. That's awful. I think I've only thrown up from weed once, from the weeds. Mm-hmm. It was because I ate, um, my old roommate and I, when I was like 18, we split an entire tray of weed brownies. For some reason we thought it was a great idea, and I just remember being like so violently high and full of brownies. A whole mix. tray? So, yeah, a whole oh, tray. no! Like I was like, I could keep going, I could keep going, and then I was just like, oh. Was that the first time you'd so ever had edibles? No. no. Oh. So I you knew really, better. I know, yeah, I just really overdid it. And then uh, I remember 
remember throwing up. It was like, ugh, which probably has better. more to do with the brownies. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like if you ate a, a half a tray of brownies, brownies. I would still feel sick. You would still feel sick. Yeah. Yeah. But I just remember being like, I gotta go to bed. This is a really bad time for me. That's the worst. I'm no good at that. I don't eat any. I don't eat anymore. Mm-mm. Um, do you feel, I don't know, you kind of got more of like a wild, crazy, funny, silly band. Do you guys, <laughs> do you feel like that empowers that like mentality? I don't know. There's the classic like rock and roller style of like, we're all rocky now. We're um, going to get crazy after the show. Or are you like, no, these are my friends and it's very regular. And uh, It's kind of a mix because, yeah. uh, you know, like we all are all a little bit crazy, um, in different ways and when we're on tour, you know, you're in the van for so long, sure. you're driving forever, but uh, the first tour we went on, I think I was drunk, like, every single night, which is not cute. That, yeah, that's first tour. Behavior. But, yeah, it's, like, this thing you get called tour liver, where you can just drink mm. and drink and drink, and no hangovers, no nothing, whatever. Mm, sure. uh, the second tour, I kind of, I barely drank at all, actually. Sure. But, yeah, we'll, like, get into trouble a little bit. Sure. I mean, uh, we got kind of kicked out of a bar in Richmond... Virginia, mm-hmm. <laughs> not because of anything we did, but because of how we reacted to the way the management was acting. For like, there was this uh, really awesome band. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are they called? Uh, Hash Cult, Tight. and the lead singer is this crazy, like, amazing girl. Cool. She reminds me of like Iggy Pop. Hash Cult. But yeah, Hash Cult. It's awesome. Cool. Um, but yeah, she was like kicking her legs over her head and like. Like, they're so loud, and mm-hmm. she was doing all this crazy stuff, and it was weird, like, kind of jazz bar restaurant. Oh, and so why'd they book them? <laughs> I don't know. I, they clearly didn't, like, listen to any of the bands. Man, right. I've been in so many shows like that where it's just like, mm, this is not what you're trying <laughs> yeah, to accomplish. Yeah, like, you walk in, and you're like, oh. You just no. picked music. Let's just put on music. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this the manager, like, comes up, and she's trying to, like, yell at this girl in her face, like, inches from her face to turn off and all these kids who were like 18 and total badasses were just like ignoring her kept, mm-hmm. kept playing music and we're all like yeah awesome cool. and uh then she started getting like cut like more in their face and was trying to unplug their amps and like started touching stuff Dude. and like got her little crone behind the bar to come out and like unplug the amp and so they finally softened they're like dude don't touch our stuff like if that breaks you're paying for it it was like this whole thing and I was just like, I'm not playing here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play a show where they just treated those kids like No, that. because what you're doing, if you get on stage after that, no, you I'm say, like, like, we support the environment yeah, that is being created. Yeah, and yeah. We, well, not, like, none of us did. We're just like, screw this. We're not playing here. And sure. so I like left to get a bottle of water. And as I'm walking back, one of the girls from this other band was just like, oh, my God, the guy in there is calling the girl from Wild Powers a bitch. And I was like, but I'm the girl in Wild Powers, too. So that means I know like, her, and I'm like, she's a very so close friend of mine. Lupe a bitch. And I was oh. like, I was like, no, no, no. Like, not would not go well. Yeah. So I'm running back to the bar, and, like, what happened was Lupe kind of went up to the guy and was just like, hey, just so you know, like, you're an adult, and that was a child. And, oh, at one point, the guy was like, do you want to take it outside to the kid? Like, Fuck. threatening to fight this kid. And so Dude. she was like, you're Come an up. adult, and you just threatened a child. You shouldn't behave that way. That's not how adults act. Like, there were much better ways to go about how, you know. Totally. And she seems like she's kind of a, wow, I see this 
Oh, this yeah, is no, not right. she, yeah. she will be very vocal. Um, and so the guy turned to her and said, no one cares what you think, bitch. And that's when she lost it. And, like, I guess at one point, like, I don't really know what happened verbally, but uh, JoJo tried to, like, grab her, and she got really mad because she didn't know who was touching her, so she, like, whipped his arm off. Right. And then, without really knowing what to do, just flashed the entire bar. <laughs> And it was like, screw you! Like, it just flashed everyone. Dude, that's great. <laughs> that's was, power. I like, I... It's amazing. I don't care about all of you. You're trying to use your, your man strength and your man so, words and trying to, like, so reduce me to bitch. Fuck you. Here's my boobs. Yeah. I'm leaving, and I'm not playing your dumb place. The guy was, like, real nice. He's just like, yeah, they are. And, like, we, like, left, and we played some punk house instead, which is great. cool, but... Totally. I think that's the kind of stuff that happens. I love that. And I definitely feel like that that fits the sound that you're going for, that it's kind of like we're going to do this because we're like creating this, I don't know, environment of that's very welcoming and supporting and it comes from an energy that isn't represent it isn't represented yeah. by kind of quote unquote the establishment. Yeah. And it's saying like we're going to join together with these people who love this and create this and I think that there's Great beauty. I mean, like, in your album. It's oh, thank you. super beautiful. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> I really, really love it. And um, I've been listening to it for a while, so I can say that <laughs> confidently. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think that there's that funny thing where it can look like this aggressive, nasty thing to yeah. an outsider. Um, and I think the outsider is the outsider of you didn't have to struggle through that. You didn't have to play music that was rejected so hard that it got unplugged from the stage that people said I'm gonna fight you because I dislike your music and because you're being put into a situation where you seem like an aggressor but you're actually a musician if you're playing yeah Yeah. it's the healthy way we get our aggression out yeah absolutely and the establishment is saying like oh I hear the sound it's really aggressive I'm putting you in my mind as this really physically aggressive individual maybe a child and they're saying oh I'm going to raise the bar to the next level and say, like, let's get physical then. Let's take this outside. And it's like, no, we're nowhere near that bar. No. You're you're misinterpreting the sound. And, like, the all sound. they were doing was just standing up for their music. You yeah. Know? Standing up for themselves, which we were all, like, super stoked on that. Totally. Because they were cool. We literally saw, like, 30 seconds of their band. Maybe, mm. maybe, like, a minute. Sure. Before they got unplugged. But I, like, was in love with them. Yeah. I like their music already yeah. simply because <laughs> of that. Great. Like, uh, that's street cred. They got tons of street yeah, cred. Yeah, dude. Yeah. In Richmond, I should be so lucky that someone unplugged my amp. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, that's kind of a compliment. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's what the music is, you know? We, we've, we like, our newer stuff is getting more and more aggressive, which is, mm-hmm. you know, due to whatever's going on in our lives. And sure. it's like, we just want to push it further and further and further. And uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't act out in other ways that I probably would sure. if I weren't playing music. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a therapy for you? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I try not to, like, make my music too personal because that's when I start to hate what I'm doing. Totally. And, like, then Thursday night where you've got a show come rolls around and you're having a pretty good day. And yeah. you're like, man, this song feels really, like, intense. Yeah. Like, it... I'll, I'll still write that kind of stuff sometimes, sure. but... Uh, like, I try to... St- I have, like, a breakup song mm-hmm. on uh, Hugs and Kisses. And then I have, actually, kind of a new breakup song a little bit that yeah. we're writing. Yeah, we talked about that and, a yeah. little bit before. <clears throat> yeah, and um, 
I don't know. Something about it just makes me feel like I, there are songs I really like playing, but I know there's going to get to, like, I'm going to get to a point where I'm like, this just feels like I'm abusing that hmm. relationship for art now. Sure. I totally understand what you're talking about. There's that feeling of, okay, I have this thing. It feels really raw. It feels really personal. And there's a lot of material in it. Like, recognize it for what it is. There's a lot of writing material, oh, yeah. and it would feel really healthy to really, to, like, put into this, like, these words and these sounds, is it the right next choice to then say, great, I'm going to put this together with my band and play it on a stage with other people and put it on a record? Like, is that the right choice for you, for anybody else? Yeah, you know, and, like, I try not to make really, like, personal lyrics when it comes to that stuff just because... I don't want someone to, like, figure things out and be like, oh, that sounds really... No, there's that, like, intentional shroud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm, like, taking advantage of that experience. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. Do you feel like, I feel like that's kind of allowed. I feel like you're supposed to. I feel like, I don't know, the musician is the prophet of sorts who, like, went through the wilderness, who went yeah. through the darkness of the breakup and has come out on the other <laughs> side and is saying, I I'm have like, seen the desert the lands. Let me tell you what it is like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And on the other hand, like, it is nice to, like, there are tons of songs that I'm sure are written about breakups that I, like, super relate to when I'm sad. Totally. So if I can make relatable emotional music, that's worth it. Yeah. It just gets... I mean, I, I feel like I've really, really loved your guys' stuff. And that first track that's um, Wet and Wild, is that what the first that's one That's the breakup song. I thought so. <laughs> I was going to ask if that was the breakup yeah. song, because I was like, okay, I feel like I'm getting a couple <laughs> things in here. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the breakup song. Nailed it. I was hoping I would get that one right. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the guitar licks on it are just really, really tight, and it's got just amazing tone. And What's oh. your drummer's name? I keep on forgetting Lupe. it. Lupe. Lupe? Lupe. Dude, I watched your guys' audio tree that oh, you yeah. did. It's so good. And every time she talked, I was like, keep talking. You're so cool. Oh, she's and great. And I sent the video to the drummer in my band, Aaron, and was just like, girl, dude, this guy, this girl, like, destroys the drums. And she is so good. And he was like, yep, she's beating the shit out of them, and I want to watch dude. all of this. And we both watched the whole thing because it was so good. She is such a ripper. She I love her. is the only drummer I personally know that has chipped so many cymbals. Mm. I can't remember what the brand is. It's a German brand. They won't send her anymore. <laughs> like, to replace. Like, they'll yell at her and be like, it's for jazz, not metal. <laughs> and, like, they just stopped honoring the warranty. So, like, I just think that's so amazing that she that's... can't even get a warranty honored because of the way she drums. That's so good. I know. That's so punk. <laughs> No, and she's cool. She seems like she's a really, really cool person. Yeah, yeah. she's amazing. She's Talk- also in a metal band. Okay, cool. Uh, called Tacos. Like, we're not metal. No, but that band you're is. not metal. Um, but yeah, she's great. Nice. How'd you meet her? Uh, Hattie's Hat. Working oh. at Hattie's Hat. Nice. Yeah, we... I was in another band. I was in that other band, playing mm-hmm. Tomboys. Yep. <clears throat> the drummer in that band was in Guatemala for a while, and so I was kind of restless. I didn't have any music to play in. Her and I decided to, like, kind of play together, and uh, it, it got pretty serious. And then we had uh, our old bassist, Dan V. from Bellingham, who mm-hmm. we love, but, you know, the distance made it hard sure. to progress. And um, But, yeah, so we just kind of fell into it. Tight. And now we both take this band, like, I'm not in any other bands right now. Sure. 
But she's in one and a kind of another project. This sure. is like her main thing. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, she's got a lot of vocal stuff that she's doing on it as well, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Are you writing all the the lyrics? And... Yes. Yeah. That's me. That's cool. It's all it's, me. It's really good. <laughs> I feel like it's crazy to think about. Like the when I first heard the album, like right after it released, I saw. I think it was because I saw it on the storefront at. Um, oh yeah, Sonic Boom. Over at Sonic Boom, and I was like. <laughs> Well, that's Wild Powers. That's Laura's band. Oh, that's... Fuck yes, I'm gonna listen to this. And I, like, checked on Spotify. And I was like, it's not Spotify. Yeah, I'm yeah. listening right now. And so, um, I was so impressed. And I was, like, just thinking back to... I don't think I'd play, heard you play music in, like, three or four years. Yeah. And that was, like, right when you were, in my mind, getting started. Yeah. But I don't know. I actually don't know, like, what your experience was, like... I feel like I'm like, she's really good. Like, you're a really good writer. Thank you. You're a really good guitarist. Like, it seems like you've got good chemistry with your bandmates. Yeah, amazing chemistry. And so I'm just like, what? where did this come from? <laughs> oh, it kind of just happened. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, I loved my other band, but it wasn't something that sure. was going to be taken seriously mm-hmm. by any of us. And yeah. so it's been really, really relieving to, like, find this relationship with Jojo and Lupe because mm-hmm. we all want to be in the same boat. We all want to take it seriously. We all want to take it as far as we can. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. It's lucky. That's really it's lucky. Totally. I think it matters so much I, to just like be with people who are like, yep, we're viewing this the same. We have mutual respect. Yeah. We care about each mm-hmm. other. We care about what we're creating and just to not feel like it's unbalanced. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It seems really balanced. It seems like everybody's parts feel creative and interesting. Yeah. And, and like they're putting in a decent level of amount. So it's not just like, oh, you wrote the songs and then I'm playing all the roots for the bass player. Or like, no, oh, yeah. Play. yeah, it's just like, no, I wrote this amazing bass part and like everything is really intricate and woven. And Which is what I love about how we work when we write music. It's like, you know, Jojo will come with like a really interesting bass part and we'll just build around it or I'll be playing something, like all build around each other's ideas mm-hmm. instead of being like, no, just do that. Totally. Just do this. Like we don't like steamroll each other. If somebody did that to me, I would not be in a band with them. Yeah. I, so why would I ever do that to somebody else? You know, or like being told to like, I don't know, just like maybe make it less heavy or like, I don't know, just do that. And it's just like, none of us ever do that to no. each other, which is awesome. Yeah. I think that, do you, how do you guys, okay, so let's say you're writing process, you're working through a thing, it's not there, it's just yeah. not happening, and you're trying to come up with ideas. What is, like, a spitballing session looking like for so you? So we'll be like, okay, what if you just, like, change this note a little bit, or, like, change the timing, or, like, what if you make the drums, like, way heavier on the tom and sure. less on the crash? So it's just getting, like, like, articulate, like, yeah. do this specific like, thing. let's try this and yeah. see if that works, if not will change completely. Or, like, there was a song I'm writing where it kind of started sounding, like, really, like, cheeseball, like, medieval sure. metal. And you have that, to go there. It yeah. has to, like, you're going to write a lot of songs like, that hit a bad point. Like that. Yeah. This is weird. And then, like, Lupe's like, how about you just harmonize this bass part instead on mm-hmm. the guitar, and we'll see how that sounds. And then it sounded like like a way different song. It's way totally. better. And yeah, so, like, that, that's the kind of stuff. I love that so much. And I think that... When you when you aren't telling people like that your part's bad, just do something simple. Like what you're doing is you force yourself to th- listen to their part. You force yourself to actually give a shit about yeah. what the other person is doing, and then you're trying to give good ideas, but also you're approaching it humbly, being like, "You're the bass player. You're the guitarist. You're the drummer. You know what you should be doing. 
I've got an idea, are you willing to try it? And they're able to say, like, oh, I feel respected, yes, I'll give yeah. this a shot. Yeah. yeah and if it doesn't like, work, yeah. it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, yeah, it doesn't like, work, because it's one idea. Yeah, and, and it's not like we're like, no, just keep doing it. Like, right. Just, you know. Dude, that's just kill a band practice right there. When yeah. someone says, I'm not going to try that, done. I've only ever said that once, and that was about spoken word in a song. And I was sure. Like, nope. <laughs> Something that's Not doing it. completely different. Or like, I, I think that we've experienced that where we're like, I mean, I'll try that, yeah. but it just feels like but something I've never, ever done. And I'm never going to do. Yeah, I have no desire. It feels really outside of the spectrum for what yeah. we would accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty good. Band practice is pretty good. That's good. You guys are pretty regular? Yeah, twice a week. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's great. From like three to seven sometimes. Man, that's awesome. I've always been uh, a once a week person just because yeah. I've always been in bands with people who like are you like working two jobs or working very actively or have kids or whatever yeah. which all of those things can be said about yeah. what I'm doing right now and it's just like it's fine I, I love doing it but I think that what it requires is then it just requires people to say like great I will be involved outside of this like I have to do the, the homework you know I have yeah. to do the like, okay, great, we met together, we came yeah. up with some ideas, we've still got this one part that's kind of not there, I'm going to mess around with it over the week, and then next Wednesday, we'll see where it's at. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I think I'd just go crazy if I didn't have it twice a week at least. Sure. Um, even when I have to, like, miss a practice for something, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, dude. it's that therapy lack. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you get dependent on it. Yeah, yeah. and, like, I, outside of uh, music... I mean, I work a lot. I mm-hmm. kind of have two jobs at this yeah. point. Um, I just never have the energy to just, like, sit down by myself. Like, I really wish I I had it in me to just, like, play guitar for hours and hours, but I don't. Sure. Um, like, sometimes I'll, like, pick up the guitar and do, like, five minutes of something I hear in my head, and then that's it, and I'll record it, and then I'll bring it to practice, but, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not a homework person. It's hard. It's hard. Nobody likes doing it. I find that usually the best thing for me to do is just listen. Like, I'll listen to the... Last time I just recorded some voice memos and I'm like, yeah. okay, time to go over this. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also, I feel like you're someone who has like a lot of different artistic outlets outside yeah. of music. So mm-hmm. do you feel like you're like, these two times are my music outlet and um, then other times are my other artistic outlets? Kind of, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've kind of let drawing take a back seat though. Mm-hmm. I don't do it very much anymore. Oh, really? I need to start doing it again. And I, I've been, like, needlepointing weird to. stuff. I mean, I want to. Cool. I should. Because I think it'd be really fun. That's um, on you. That's not for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't draw else. anymore. And no, that's I'm when I judged shit. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, part of me has always kind of wanted to do, like... This sounds so... Uh, Spoken word. Kind of lame. But, uh, <laughs> no. I, I, like, I want to do tattoos. Oh, cool. Eventually. If I get good enough with my drawing mm-hmm. but getting an apprenticeship is impossible yeah <laughs> so it seems I might like just a, have to do it under the table yeah it seems <laughs> like a really intense prospect uh we both worked with somebody who was just like I'm just gonna poke and stick my way through figuring out how to do tattoos yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh I mean I've done a couple of stick and pokes but mm-hmm. I, I need the, the machine I think I would faint I legitimately, really? if I was trying to, like, do that, yeah, I'm just no good with blood and stuff. I'm really good with it. Yeah? 
I, I, that's so weird. <laughs> I'm really good. Actually, I'm I so thrive. Good. I prefer it. I, I can't eat. I'm not comfortable without a little bit blood. of blood around yeah. me. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. I just need it. Need yeah. that presence. Yep. That is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did sound weird. I, I do well with it when it's present. Tight. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not like a an adverse like, reaction. Gonna faint or throw up no. or anything. Do you have a thing that you're like, mm mm, that can't be around me? Spiders? Yes. No, vomit? not spiders. What? Not vomit. Uh, if someone pops a nail off, like if you like split your nail and pop your nail oh, off. Oh, mm mm. Don't don't come near me. Don't not Just with that. Just don't come around. I feel like that's a really extreme thing. Yeah, but that's like or like uh, I remember one time I had this girl sleeping over at my house when I was. I'm in, clenching like, my hands as you're I talking know, about this. I'm getting the sweats. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend spending the night when like when I was in middle school and we were running around my house. Yeah. And her toe hit this door stopper and her toenail just popped off. And I immediately was just like, oh, end it right there. Oh, 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 you can't sleep in the bed next to me. I don't want it touching me. Oh my god. Just thinking about it is making me so... Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry I led you down oh. that path. <laughs> tattoos, though. Ooh, tattoos. Gotten, uh, you can, tattoos, no. fine. Yeah. Tattoos, fine. Uh, I've also gotten... Um, when I worked at Hattie's, that bar is so yeah. old. Sure. I one time got a splinter halfway down my thumbnail, like on the inside, oh. and I had to pull it out, and I almost passed out. Because I could just like, oh, God, that was so oh, bad. One time, my worst ever, like that totally, like the thing that sends the shivers down my whole body is one time my brother was baiting a hook. We were like out on the water, and he's baiting a hook, and I just run behind him, and I accidentally kicked his fishing pole. Fishing hook right under the fingernail, just... Oh, God. This is like a... Yeah, sorry. Oh, that It was just like... I was hoping it would be like in the cheek. Nope. <laughs> No. No. To me, that's better. Yeah. That's so much better. Oh. Nope. Under the fingernail. Barbed. Has to take it out himself. He's like, God. he's like 13, 14. That would be the worst. That's okay. I was the youngest. Oh I got plenty God. of that from him. That'd be awful. I'm do you have any siblings? I totally don't even know this. Yeah, I do. do. I have an older sister. She's 29. Mm-hmm. And I have a little half-sister in California, and she just turned 11. Nice. Yeah. She's awesome. That's so great. I had no, I don't think I ever asked you that before. I've known yeah. you for a long time, and I've never asked <laughs> you to your siblings. That's terrible. Uh, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my older sister does hair, um, and she lives in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, she really? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Uh, you've probably seen her, honestly. Maybe. I'm up there all the time. Um, and then my little sister is super awesome, like, camps and loves science, and she's... Just gotten certified for, like, uh, CPR so she can babysit. Yes. Yeah. Cool kid. Um, yeah, she's a cool guy. Cool guy. Cool Love guy. Love Star Wars. It was so funny. So, like, I was just down there when we were on tour. We, we mm-hmm. stayed the night at my dad's, and I got to hang out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Last time we talked about Star Wars, her favorite character was Chewbacca, yeah. which I was, like, sick. Chewbacca's great. Yeah, Chewbacca. That's this a time, fine choice. 100%. This time. I was like, so you still like Chewbacca? She's like, oh, you know. I like Jar Jar Binks, I think. No, nope, get out like, of my fucking oh, face. God. And I was just like, oh, yeah, Jar Jar. And she's like, everyone seems to hate him, but he's like really not that bad of a guy. He's not a bad guy. Oh, that's sweet. And I was like, you I mean, know she's what? wrong. <laughs> but that's sweet. I'm like, someone's got to like him. That's Someone. okay. And you know what? Maybe she's picking him because of that. That's a great quality. Yeah. Pursue that, like, Maybe she's just type. a nice lady. Yeah. 
That's a very youngest child perspective yeah. to have on something like that. She's, he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Like, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Um, also, her opinion of voodoo donuts. She yeah. was like, they're just donuts. Yeah. Why is everyone crazy about that? Mm, I'm agree with her and on I'm that like, one. Even at 11, I'm like, she's seeing through the bullshit. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that is the pinnacle. I say this as a youngest child, but that <laughs> is the pinnacle of a youngest child is just to be like, I'm an observer. I yeah. sit on the outside. I watch what's happening around me. Yeah. I say this is what's fake. This is what's real. She's smart. She's a smart one. Just like me. <laughs> just like you. Just You're like just me. like my sister. I mean, but she's your she's your half sister. I don't know how long she's been your half sister for. Do you feel like you view yourself as the youngest child still in your mind, or are you like I'm a middle no. child now? I mean, I'm I'm a middle child for my dad. Yeah. I mean, I'm the youngest for my mom. Yeah. So it de- I guess it kind of depends on what I'm doing. Mm. Do you feel like where to. yeah like your family puts you into a role? Or you uh, find I mean, yourself into that role? I don't think they do anything. They don't don't put me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like the dynamic I have with my mom and sister when we're all together. I'm definitely the youngest. Sure. I get the crabbiest, mm-hmm. the grumpiest. And you're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the youngest. Baby gets the way. Yeah. Yeah. I am the baby. Yeah. But then with my dad, it's just kind of like. Eh. Yeah. You got some responsibilities. Take care of this thing. Yeah, he's kind of like, you're an adult. Figure it out. Yeah. That, yeah. Which is great and super helpful, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, he's been in California for a long time now, so it's not like I, I don't see him very often. I don't really... We don't talk very often either, but that's just, like, kind of how my family's always been, is a little detached. Sure. Um, he was, like, a Marine, and so when I do see him, it's just like, hey, how's it going? Nice. What's going on? You know, but it's, like, very much like... San Diego base? Yeah, no. mm-hmm. we were cool. in Oceanside. Pendleton. No, Oceanside? He worked in Pendleton, okay. but we lived in Oceanside. Got it, cool. And, uh, yeah, he retired, like, when I was 15. A while ago. That was a bit ago. Yeah. Boys back. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you, are any yeah. of them playing music or, like, artists, or where does that come out of? Is that from, my from mom, your sister or your mom? My mom is an amazing singer, oh. and she never did anything with it. Hmm. Um, she is, like crazy amazing singer Hmm. and so she used to just like she would never sing in front of people but then one time she got drunk and sang jefferson airplane white rabbit yeah and like everyone was floored by it Mm. and uh so ever since then we were always like hey you should get drunk and go to karaoke (laughs) like she kind of does that with her friends now which is cool like she does it more confidently but um yeah like, singing definitely came from her. Yeah. My dad never played music, but he has a guitar now that he messes around with. Sure. But they were, like, listening to it. And yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was around. They definitely had, like, some very interesting music taste. Uh, big mix of, like, really good stuff, really bad stuff. Sure. So, like, a lot of my influences come from what my parents showed me when I was younger. Totally. And what my sister showed me when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like what I stole from her, I should yeah, say. Yeah, dude, that's the, that's the great thing about, like, in that time of life, being the youngest. Yeah. And you can be like, please give unto me the musical wisdom. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. Yeah. She hated it, too, I'm sure. She's yeah. probably like, stop listening to these You're becoming me, like, I'm trying to be myself. Yeah, yeah, she's like, stop listening to addicts. You don't even like the addicts. I'm like, I love the addicts now. <laughs> now I, I love, love it. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, tell me more about Mom! this band. <laughs> The germs. She's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I bit off her for a little bit. Yeah. 
But I'm not afraid to admit that now. Yeah, that's fine. It's important. Yeah. Like, own your own your origins. I think maybe when I was, like, 18, I would have been like, no. Yeah. That was me. That was all me. Totally. totally you want to pretend it's it's all you? It came from nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. This just arose. Yep. This glorious being you see before you. Full of wisdom and artisticness. Nope. Nope. Got it. That's from good. Her. Mm-hmm. And then I branched out on my own. What are these pants you're wearing right now? They're velvet. Oh my god, I just <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> I figured if I'm going to be hungover, I might as well be comfortable. You know, it's funny, oh last god. time I had a podcast, I was wearing velvet pants. Yeah. Velvet pants. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a great joy of being colorblind. Uh, you get surprised oh. by velvet pants all yeah, of a sudden. You think, you think oh, I thought they were black pants. I thought you just had, like, tight black pants on. Oh. And then all of a sudden, just like I'm sitting here and the light just hit him. I was like, those are purple and they're not denim. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely not denim. Yeah. I'm also texture blind, apparently. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. Texture blind. Yeah. Everything's just smooth in your world. Yeah, it's a very smooth, Smooth. non-colorful world. It's good. Just lots of gray mass. Yeah, just gray, smooth Mm -hmm. objects. Yeah. Man, what does your wife look like to you? Gray, smooth. (laughs) Gray, smooth. Yeah, she looks gray. A beautiful, gray, smooth person. Doing gray. Yeah, so gray. Yeah. Yeah. Doing gray. Mm -hmm. Doing gray, babe. So you're pursuing music mm-hmm. as a like mid twenties person living yeah. in one of the like actively most expensive places. Yep. Yeah. Sure am. Do you feel I think that for me, as someone who's like gone back and forth with being like, I'm gonna really force myself to pursue career things because that's like sustaining and an investment to being like this I feel empty, I'm going to really pursue these musical things and like learning to find balance but at the same time it's difficult yeah do you like do you feel like you hit that moment where you regret or you are frustrated with the artistic desires like the I wish Mm -hmm. I just was into you know the sounders and then I could go and watch the sounders like every other week (laughs) and and I could and I could work at Nordstrom and make a bunch of money no no Uh I mean, there are moments where I'm just like, I really wish I had started sooner. Sure. Because, um, you know, like, I am 26. I'm still young, but yeah. it's, like, had I started when I was 18, I would be that much further ahead. Sure. Granted, I would Maybe. have had the same... Ho- hopefully, I yeah. guess. It, it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have been with the same people, though. Mm-mm. You know? Uh, but I don't know. Like, it is... It's hard. Like, all three of us bust our asses sure all the time it looks like you know, it. like we work a lot and we work really hard for a band lupe especially works so hard for a band hmm. like she gives herself like no downtime sometimes hmm. just to bust her ass and uh you know like we love her so much and we really appreciate it but yeah like i'm sure like there are points where all of us are gonna feel like god like I'm going to be this old and I'm still living like paycheck to paycheck and that kind of sucks. And I don't know how long it's going to take me to get out of that now that I haven't, you know. Totally. I, I a hundred percent can like relate to that. And I have friends who are even like doing well and like making it, you know, air quotes, making it. And they are like, but yeah, like if you compare it to like what a living wage is, Mm -hmm. Like, I'm barely just there. Yeah, you know? I'm... It's just something that I think, even if you are successful, you know? Like, I... 
my very good friend is in a, a successful band and they're mm-hmm. on tour right now. And yeah, but a music industry is not an industry no, which like so sustains life in an urban metropolis or something like that. They'll yeah. make like a really nice amount touring, mm-hmm. but then they have to come back home yeah. and do their nine to five. Sure. Because it's not going to be in the bank forever. No, you use it. Yeah, and yeah. so... And it's your investment money. Like that money you get, like you can say like, great, well, either I'm going to sustain my life or I'm going to put it towards the next record, or I'm going to put it towards getting yeah. the gear that I ought to get. Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, like, that's why you do it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, musicians don't make money. No. And I, I actually, we had this weird um, interaction with someone, and I don't really mind putting this on blast because I think it was like a totally shitty thing sure. to say to a musician. So we were, where were we? We were in like Omaha or something. Uh, going about our day, like, on tour, just released an album online. Mm-hmm. Bandcamp. I think it's, like, we sell it for, like, eight bucks or something. Sure. It's not You're feeling good. It's You're, like, yeah. the music's out there. Or it's, like, ten dollars. Yeah. Um, and we got a message from someone who, like, likes our band from Portland or something. Yeah. And he was, like, hey, I just feel like it's really opportunistic for you to be charging this much when it's not a physical copy. And... Yep. All, you know, like, he had all these points he was trying to make, and, like, just so you know, it just seems like if I'm not actually holding something, it shouldn't be that much. Hmm. And so we were all kind of taken aback by it, like, sure. whoa. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we respond, we did respond. We were like, okay, well, Bandcamp takes, like, $2 off the top of that, each sale. Which we even, like, screen capped it because he didn't, he was like, no, they don't. And then we were like, yeah, they do. Like, they take a chunk of that. Not to mention all the time off of work we have to take to record these albums, all of the money we've personally spent making the album, all mm-hmm. the time and like the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into making sure. that music. So no, like we're not making a profit. No. We're not making a profit at all. And what a consumeristic thing to say. I know. To say, I get to say what the value of that is. If I want to release an album and it is $1,000 a download, that's my choice. <laughs> that's the, you know, like... I get to do that. Nobody has to buy it, but it's still, it's me saying, my yeah, my album's worth $1,000 a download, and as an artist, I get to make that choice. I get to... Be yeah. in the perspective where and I can say that. I don't want to feel guilty for doing that because, no. you know, like, it's not that much money to buy an album. No. It really isn't. The amount of money that actually goes to the artist is not that much. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever we make off of shows or tour or merch, everything goes into our band funds so we can make more music and more albums. Like, none of us see a cut of that. Sure. That all goes towards, like, band repairs and to- next tour. Yep. And, you know, like... You have to. We don't make money, and that's even, like, true for a lot of people, unless you're huge, and you're, like, selling out the Red Rocks for, like, mm-hmm. a million bucks. Sure. You don't make money. And so, I don't know what it is. Like, it makes me kind of mad, because I think there are some people that feel like they're entitled to your art, mm-hmm. and it's like, I can't give you anything unless I'm able to live totally off of it, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and it's also this, like... Uh, I assume I'm watching the time for you. Oh, okay. Yes, I assume that because I know how much I've got other albums, and albums are a measurable, definable thing. The songs are three minutes and thirty seconds. There are twelve songs in an album, and it comes in a CD. And I get a little booklet. It should have the lyrics and at least a few pictures. Yeah. Like this is what I'm known to. I've known to expect. And you say that's fine. 
nobody says I have to do it with that that way. Yeah. A record company is going to say this is a useful way to go about this in a business sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of arguments for all of these patterns. But at the end of the day, it's like I get to choose the universe I want to live in. And if I want to give it away for free, that's my choice. If I want to charge whatever I want to, that's my choice. If I want to say there are no physical versions of this, you know, we live in this crazy age where it's like the music industry is not this hyper-productive, profitable outlet to be in. If you're going to be successful, you're in this day and age, you're still going to be like pushing yourself and you're going to say like, great, well, this is a hard time to live in. If you want to work in a school, if you want to work in like a hospital, if you want to work in wherever, nobody's guaranteeing you a good income. Nobody's in guarantee. No, we're at the end of a recession, if maybe, and like this is a crazy time to live in. And so who am I to say like, "Mm, as a musician, I should be making like $100,000 a year, bare minimum. Like that's what a great, that's like the great musician. It's like, if you're boiling it down to that dollar amount, yeah, it's comfortable to be when you look at it as an individual who's trying to make it in sure. a business because it is a business. But then you get to be at the front of that. You get to be deciding that. And that's like, that is just so hard now. Mm-hmm. To even to live in that reality where yeah. you have to eat, you have yeah, to eat. Like, like you're like, well, if it doesn't pay very well, I have to feed this. But I also have to feed me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really hard. It's really frustrating when, especially, like, me personally, like, that's what I'm best at. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't choose to be in a, like, uh, creative individual. Like, I didn't choose that. Yeah. Had I been a super brainiac that went to, like, Harvard, that would have been pretty cool. That would have been But that's not who I am. Yeah. I, I'm... Those aren't my talents. No, you weren't born a man. Sorry. Just you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. I I can't uh I can't choose what I'm good at. You yeah. know, like that's just the talent I have. And if I can make a living, awesome. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks though for people that don't have anything else that they can do though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm a bartender, I can bartend. Sure pay for myself that way but I don't want to be a bartender forever you know totally well and we've been I've talked with a couple of people about this like what is the value of music at this in this day and age or what is the value of most any art forms especially in like an era where people are wanting smaller and smaller versions they're wanting to just like swipe past images really fast they're wanting yeah. to listen to a 30 second clip that gives them inspiration and they move on maybe and I think that you can either live into believing that and live into this idea where you're like, okay, that guy on the road from Oregon, he was right. I need to figure out what is the exact percentage, what's the ROI that I need to charge for to, to make this like a good investment for yeah. a buyer so that they get the right amount of emotional gratification for the dollar that they're putting into it. And yeah. you can look at it as that, which is a choice you can make. Or you can say, I hate that universe. That's awful. I'm going to struggle painfully through figuring out different ways of doing this. And you're going to try different things and some of them be successful and some of them won't. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have like physical stuff. Sure. You know, like, and we kind of said that to that guy. We were like, hey, like if you wanted a physical copy, like you can come to our show. We're going to be in Portland. But sure. like, and it, honestly, like I think there was even a, it might be a little cheaper because we have a keychain with a download code on it. Mm-hmm. 
So that's like a physical thing right there, and sure. it's cheaper than the actual album, which is awesome. Yeah, um, it's great. It's like the full album. Sure. I know a lot of people that do that, or they do the cassette tape, and because they're just like, well, it doesn't matter if you get the CD because you don't have a CD player anyways. Yeah. Most people. Yeah, and I so don't. like yeah, we have like we have cassettes, we have CDs, and we have these keychains, these like hotel keychains yeah. with attachments on them, and um, yeah, so we're just like if you wanted a physical thing, you could have gotten one from us, but. You know, and it's also on Spotify for free. If you don't want to pay for it, it's yeah. there for free. But it's so much easier for him to shout into the void and angrily. Just, just to tell us we're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that was frustrating. Like, we were all just like, fuck this. Yeah. Well, him. Yeah, fuck Maybe he's not a bad dude. But yeah, like, you know what? I, you know, I'm not going to rag on him as a person, but I'm going to no, say... It's like, that perspective. It's what he's representing. Yeah, and yeah. like, you think you're doing us a favor by saying this and like... You're not. You're just making it really frustrating because we put so much work and so much of ourselves into this thing, and you're telling me that it co- it's too much. Like, I didn't charge you thirty bucks for it. Like, it, it was like ten bucks, yeah. and we make eight off of those. Sure. Yeah. And it's also like trying to say like, it's someone else trying to tell you to get back to that like ridiculous feminine like anti-feminist perspective. It's someone trying to tell you like, hey. I'm a guy. Let me tell you the real yeah. value of your music. And it's just like, don't, don't. No. How about don't? How about don't? How about be like, maybe you know something I don't. Maybe I'll just buy it and I'll be surprised. God, yeah. Oh, man. Some of the dude stuff that we run into is just a little bit... Ugh. It's crazy. I it's mean... insane. I just like, just having like a female musician in my band and I've always had female musicians in my band and like all the times I talk with them they're like yeah I mean it's just kind of hard to like get to the venue and people don't like answer your questions or like it's crazy give you the time of day people are like great where's the where's your other band members like who's the person I talk to yeah people don't expect you to know what you're doing no people they're like who do I pay I don't pay you obviously yeah so who do I pay it's just it's so weird like we had this um it was a while ago. It was like we played at Tim's Tavern or whatever, and like getting paid. Even the guy like kissed me on that forehead. Dude, Tim's Tavern. Oh God. You can if you're gonna play Tim's Tavern, go ahead and play Tim's Tavern. Don't want to. There are some shady business things going on at Tim's oh, Tavern. Oh yeah. I this was like the, yeah in the first year of yeah. us having JoJo, I think. Sure. It was, no, it was our first show with him. Yeah. It was, so it was a while ago. And uh, we were still, like, just, like, trying to hit up anything to get a show. Yeah, the guy kissed my forehead, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Still like, not you wouldn't asking do for that. It. You wouldn't no. do that to JoJo. No. Did you do that to me? God. And like, it's like... Because you're a sweet guy. God. And I have a nice, soft head. I have a nice, soft, dirty head. Yeah. But yeah, like, things like that. Or, like, people being like, oh, sweetheart, do you need help with the ant? Shit. And I'm just like, no. I've carried this thing more times than you have. Yeah. Like, and it's like, they're trying to be nice. And I get that. I don't but it's care. Ju- it's not nice. I don't it's care. I mean, like, like, you look at, like, wake up. Just, I think that there's this frustration I've been having where I know some folks, and I care about some people who are very much, like, saying, like, it's hard in this day and age to not know something. To, to be ignorant of a ethical or principle or perspective or a social thing to be like, oh, what you said is kind of racist. Like, there's no 
uh, allowance for that to say like, can I get to this point where I can find out why I'm just expected? And it's tough because it's like, no, you can't. You just got to be there. And the reason is because it's deeply affecting people on yeah. a daily basis. And that's like, that's the white privilege. That's the male privilege to say like, give me time to figure it out. No. And that it's, no, get there. It's, you've had time you've to ha- figure it out. And if it hurts, I'm sorry. Oh God. I've had conversations like that before. Yeah. Like go through, like be embarrassed. It's okay for you to be embarrassed. Yeah. It's okay to admit that like maybe you fucked up and yeah. now you've learned from it and now you know not. You say sweetheart something. and someone's like, you're a total asshole for saying that. Be like, oh shit, am I? Yeah, instead of getting Damn defensive. It. Yeah, don't... Or if you, like, hit on a girl and she doesn't want you to hit on her, don't be like, bitch, you're ugly anyway. Or, like, it's just like, what 100%. is wrong with you? What is wrong? I don't want to date you. Sorry. No, not. Not. No, I really don't want to date no, you. not sorry. But no, it's just like... Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed. That, uh, the apologizing. I just did it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be sorry for that. Nope. But that's a thing. Or be like, you know, like... Hey, can we get more reverb on the vocals? Sorry, sorry to bother you. It's just like, no, that's their job. And if you're sure. not being rude about it, like, can I please get some more reverb sure. on the vocals? Like, and I just have I to say, say like, sorry about right. it. Right, and I hit this point where I very much have to like recognize like the the ironic impulse in my mind. Like when I'm working with Ellen, my cellist is in my band, and she's like does something like that. My gut reaction is to be like, you don't have to say sorry. Don't say sorry. And I'm like, nope. I'm doing it. I'm telling her how to behave. Yeah. And that's the same. It's it's a weird cycle. The, like, literally what you have to do is say, like, is just taking a moment to be like, I, I have to do maybe nothing but listen and be in relationship with you and try to understand this and say, like, maybe you can say sorry. Maybe mm-hmm. that's okay for you as an individual person and rather than telling you don't do this, don't do that, you know, it's just taking a moment to say, like, I'm going to hear the situation and I'm going to say, like, hey, when that happened, I felt defensive because of this and I wanted to tell you this, but then I realized I would have been perpetuating the stereotype into myself and just owning it and just talking about it, just like saying, like, have the uncomfortable conversation where you say, hey, I think I was sexist and I was offended that you were doing these things that empowered sexism. I think we're both broken. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's a cool day and age, though, because it's like... You get to talk about it. Yeah, we get to talk about it, and yeah. like... Well, I get to talk about it. Yeah. You don't get to talk about it. If I let you talk about it, you get to talk about it. <laughs> My mic's not even on, is it? Yeah, it's not on. It's, no, not it's pointing on. towards me. Um, yeah, that's, it's an interesting time to be in right now, because I think, you know, people are finally realizing, like, there are some very uncomfortable things that happen, mm-hmm. and we need to talk about them totally and not ignore them you know it's like when people used to be like oh i don't see race i'm colorblind it's like no 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 that's no, not no. Like, <laughs> you're just brushing under all these struggles people have gone through because sure. you're like we're all equal it's like no no we're not equal no nope. people have a serious lack of equality right now yeah and you can't just pretend it's not there yeah if you see if you're colorblind you don't see that that's because <sighs> you have privilege yeah yeah well and i think like it's so great that to just have, like, the, I mean, you would take any kind of more punk rock, like, 
background, which I feel like there is definitely like this punk influence in what you're doing. I don't think you're playing punk music, and I'm not saying that. But no, I think I mean, that they're punk. Yeah, I love punk. Um, but I think that I feel that influence in the music you're making, and I think that what's so great about punk and this influence is that it's coming out of saying like you have to accept me, mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna be loud and uncomfortable. I want you to feel uncomfortable in this moment because this is that's me. This is how I feel in most environments. Like, please yeah. endure that. And, like, your music isn't doing this, obviously. It's very pleasant, and it's great to listen to. It feels awesome, but it's saying, like, look at me killing it yeah. up here. I think somebody else who is in the Seattle scene that I see doing that is um, Jessica Dobson from Deep Sea Diver. Yeah. Is just killing it She's every awesome. single time. She's so awesome. And I just have so much respect for her. And I see guys try to be, like, try to tell her how to set her amps or try to tell her how to do stuff, and she just oh, will man. not, like, receive it at all. She's just like, no. I know more than you. Yeah. I know so I know so much more than you, you stupid boy. I oh fucking. I had this one experience that just like baffled me. I was uh it was a while ago. I was like shopping for a guitar. Mm-hmm. I was with my boyfriend at the time and we went to this uh store in Pioneer Square. And he was looking at pedals and I was looking at guitars. And so he's like plugging in whatever. He's mm-hmm. like testing it out. And this guy, and no one talked to me the whole time. And then this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you want a seat so you can sit next to your boyfriend? I was like, no, I'm looking at guitars to purchase because I play music. Mm-hmm. And did I was just like, fuck. Did you buy a guitar this? from them? No, I was Good like, job. fuck this shop. Yeah. And like, they had some sweet stuff. They had like amazing like dominoes and like Gretches and they had mm-hmm. this airline that was cool. And yeah. I was just like, you know what? And you can put them all right up their butt. You just put them up the butt. don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I was like, fuck this place. Same with, like, certain venues where, like, people talk down to you. It's just, like, fuck being here, dude. Like, I don't have to be here. Yeah. And, like, you know, we don't really have any pull outside of Washington. That doesn't matter. Oregon, but... And I think that so much, it's just, like, you have the pull of, like, being the person who makes that choice. Maybe it sucks. Maybe it totally sucks. I don't think anybody's asking the artist to make the choice that feels comfortable. I think they're asking the artist to make the choice that feels right. And... Maybe that means that that person doesn't buy your album because you didn't reduce it by $2. You said, yeah. nope, this is the price, and we're going to sell less and maybe make a little bit less money, but we're going to live into what we believe. Yeah. And if that's the hardship, is to be that. You have to actively choose the moral and ethical choice or the artistically ethical choice aside from the like societal appropriate thing to do. Yeah, you have to stand up for what you're doing. Because if yeah. you don't, that's when you just get... Right. Can bold over. I mean, I think it's like you have to be the extremist going so far that you are guiding the mass and they can say, oh, look how far they went. I can take one step. Yeah. I can take that one step towards this idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to just like really defend what you do. Well, I think you're making badass music and I want to keep listening to it and well, people thanks. should spend $16 on it. <laughs> but oh, no more boy. than that. <laughs> no more than that. Well, Go. we'll see what happens with this next album. Right. Are you recording it right now? Uh, we're recording. We just got some demos done. All right. Uh, we're recording the actual album in September at Cloud City. Is that what it's called? It's a coffee Portland? shop. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's a real thing. <laughs> it's a studio that has a cloud in it. Oh, tight. Um, but yeah, we have like at least like 10 new songs. We're going to probably boil it down to eight that mm-hmm. we keep on the album. Great. 
But maybe we'll see, though. Uh, we have this, like, kind of unspoken rule. Well, it's been spoken of. My stomach just growled. I hope that it picked that up. Yeah. Um, but we have this rule. I can't remember who actually originally said it, but uh, if your album is longer than the first Black Sabbath album, you think you're more important than Black Sabbath. Mm. And so we're like... Breach. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we don't think that. So we try to keep it like... I think it's like 45 minutes or something. Cool. That's great. But we'll see. Gotta have your rules. God, my stomach. Yeah. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you gotta go to work pretty soon. Yeah. I've been watching the clock for you. Oh. I know. I don't want to go. Like, yeah. I usually don't work on Fridays. Well, you gonna be over at Waterville? I am. Nice. Maybe I'll come over a little bit later. Oh, you can watch me struggle when I'm in the bar. That'll be funny. I'll oh throw popcorn God. at you. I Do might... they serve popcorn? They don't serve popcorn. No. What do they serve? I might smell a shot of tequila and just pearl. That would be funny. Right in front of everybody. Nice. Make sure someone films it. Make sure you get it right onto the Pokemon you're trying to catch. Oh, Pokemon Go. Can't even get started on that. Thanks for coming on the podcast and hanging out. I like you. It was fun. I like you. Andy. You're the best. Thanks, man. You're the best.